Hello and welcome to this episode of the Storybook Podcast. This is chapter seven of The Great Gatsby by F. Scott Fitzgerald. This is our book club episode for chapter seven. I've I've done this in a different order. Anyway, hello, my name is Graham, <laughs> and with me today I have your other host, Lucius. Your other other host, Liv. Your other 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 host, Annie. And I'm your other 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 other. No, just four. Meg. <laughs> and I'm your Meg. I and I'm your Meg. I could be here, Meg. Please <laughs> give me a shot. You said host, babe. I, I could be said your Meg. Other, 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 other. I could be your angle or your Meg. <laughs> Are you implying that Meg is the devil? Assume that I'm not um, the angle. You can either confirm or deny any <laughs> satanic influences that Meg is currently under. Currently. Um, I can confirm them. Yeah. I'm sorry, guys. It's not my fault that I like to live deliciously. <laughs> Would Sal like to live deliciously? <laughs> Look, you like to live deliciously. And I was like, mm, yeah, sure. Now, the weirdest thing about Black <laughs> Philip in that film is that his voice is kind of sexy. Well, he is sexy. Have you seen the actor? Because he shows up. Like, yeah. He's in the background. Have you looked at well, the like, actual proper lighting? The it's really he's a sexy film. man. Yeah. He looks like. Um, gosh, his name is escaping me, but Jermaine Clement in the What We Do in the Shadows yes, movie. Yes, 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 yes. Oh, Vlad! Like yeah, he looks Vlad like Vlad! Great. Vlad Poker. Vlad Poker. Vlad is love. He's never not yeah, funny. Yeah, he's a sexy, <laughs> sexy man. But apparently, my fun fact about that film, sorry, I've derailed right out the gate. No, we'll, we'll keep going. Black <laughs> Philip, the goat actor, um, the, the performer, <laughs> was... The goat. Such a menace on set and (laughs) sent one of the actors to the hospital. Uh, Which one? The guy who played the dad. Oh, I like him. Yeah, he's good. Very northern. I like him a lot. Uh, Go watch The the Vich, everybody. That's The Witch spelt with two Vs. Um, Turn your brightness all the way up because you won't be able to see what the heck is happening. (laughs) It's very dark, but not in a content way. Well, it is kind of in a content way. Well, kind of that too. (laughs) And yes, it does have Annie Taylor Joy, which is always a Ooh, I love her very dearly. She's great. Bang in Starbucks order. She does have a great Starbucks order. (laughs) I still drink that, by the way. It's very good. Her like main social media imprint is crazy Starbucks order and pictures of her smoking and yeah you know oh, that one picture of her and Emma amazing yeah you know the one where her like tits are up to her chin yes <laughs> well, the Starbucks order I must know <laughs> all right that was very what crude of me order? I don't mean to it was quite crude of you it was if you look at the picture her titties do be up to her chin and I'm no. not telling a lie and we will, uh, that's Chekhov's titty, because we will be getting onto titties later, at least. We will I, be. We will. By the way, <laughs> I, don't, I don't know who asked about the Starbucks order. Yeah. I did. It yeah. is a yeah, grande uh, iced chai with almond milk and one shot of espresso, but I have now modified it because I am a caffeine fiend to include say, two shots of blonde shot. espresso. Mm. It sounds quite tasty. It is it does sound very over four pounds. Oof. And I do want... it's... Oof. That's the actor mm. money. That's what that is. It's, it's also committing yeah. the sin of drinking Starbucks chai. Mm. Yeah, it just tastes of sugar mostly, that. Sugar and yeah. green. 
and yeah. cinnamon and nutmeg. It is very yeah. good, but also I um one of my friends uh likes to berate me gently for drinking Starbucks chai. It's not as bad as Pret chai, which is actively grainy. Sorry. Ooh, ooh. Mm-hmm. A super complex like Starbucks order, you know, where you get like the extra shots and you get all the all the stuff. But honestly, I just get so embarrassed of like for asking <laughs> oh, more things. Like I know the point of Starbucks is that you can customize your order and they have all of the things saying you can ask for this and this and this. Like I get embarrassed going into somewhere and asking for like a caramelized coffee when I know mm-hmm. that they have caramel syrup and the things to make iced coffee, but caramelized coffee isn't exactly a thing that they sell. Like, I just get so embarrassed about it, because I just feel like the person is judging me for wanting to make things, especially if I want to make, like, a dirty chai, which is Mm. just a chai latte with a shot of espresso in it. so good. Which is delicious. I absolutely recommend them. But, like, I just get so, like... Oh god, this, I'm making this person's day more difficult by asking I mean, you are, for a stupid to be fair, beverage. You are. I know. My own I job, know. Um, me and my coworker used to um, take it in turns each Friday to go to like the Starbucks, which was like round the corner, um, and get drinks for both of us. And we would make it a challenge to come up with the most complex drink that we could. Um, oh no! Then, Was it a frappuccino? We you. usually. I, we might have done a frappuccino once or twice, but like we would write down both our, of our orders on like a, a post-it note and then go in. But because oh, okay, we were like really embarrassed that we were ordering these drinks, good. We would. <laughs> We would mm-hmm. apparently both started doing the thing where we would read off both orders as if we were really confused by both oh, of like them. Oh, like it's for someone else? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, oh, you want what a double venti no frap triple whip? What's that? Yeah. So, so, they, so the idea being like, oh, they can't judge me because they don't know which one's mine. <laughs> yeah, yeah, good. Starbucks also has an app, to be fair, which makes it easier so you can like pre-order. Makes it less embarrassing. Yeah. I've never seen any place use it. I have three I... gift cards on that app, and I still haven't used them. I got them like for free me. from doing like a survey, basically. It was like three pounds sixty six because it was a five dollar gift card, and I'm uh, very good. Yeah. To be fair, when I was like, I don't order super complex drinks if they're really busy, but I normally go mm. to the Starbucks that's on a university campus near me, and mm. it's never really that busy because obviously there's like mm. a steady trickle of students. But when I was a barista, I used to really like people ordering sort of weird stuff when we were quiet because, like, I'd have the time to actually make it. And if it sounded good, I'd make one for myself as well. The the danger of free staff drinks. Um, (laughs) Endless headaches. Never have I been so caffeinated as when I worked in a cafe. Yeah, the floor. I would come in, I'd do like a double espresso. And then whenever I got bored, I'd be like, well, I just want to taste it and check the grinds are coming through okay. So I was doing yeah. that. Yeah, sure, sure. Like, mm. like oh, I'll, just, I'll just dial it in so I'll make myself like an espresso <laughs> and yeah, a yeah. as well. I would yeah, also just... make the most amount of iced tea using all the ice we had. And our ice machine didn't work very well. <laughs> oh so my God. Like, There's no ice left, Graham. Where's the ice gone? I'm there with like a pint of iced tea. <laughs> <laughs> Like, I don't know. It's not me. <laughs> oh no. We used to have a bunch of fruit syrups and it's great. <laughs> there is the most amazing coffee place near where nearish to where Graham lives. Are you trying to like not dox me? Yeah, I'm trying to <laughs> I'm not even gonna say the name of it, but 
basically the thing that they have is where they make hot chocolates and mocha they make it the very nice special way where they melt chocolate chips into milk and then mix it which means it is the best mocha hot chocolate anything i've ever had and graham is always like graham doesn't eat sugar right because it makes him too zazzed for this earth <laughs> bless his heart it's um, coffee it mind you, but it's fine oh no coffee is fine sugar is not look you've not seen him when he's had some not even not even just sugar added, just no added sugar, right? So just the general sugar the illusion down squash, sugar. right? Zaz, oh no. Awake at 2am being like, Liv, I'm full of beans. And I'm like, oh God, <laughs> jiggle your legs, I don't know. Right, so he always has a sip. This is how good they are. He has a sip of the chocolatiness. My problem is, every time I go in there, they have, I think, it's like five different types of chocolate. So they have three different types of dark chocolate going up to 80%, <gasps> which I will say... Mm incredible good. they have They're milk good. chocolate they have white chocolate then they also have flavored chocolates so i think they have gingerbread Ooh. which was delicious i had that at christmas oh. black forest which i haven't tried yet i think um like not almond what's like the almond like chocolatey thing called amaretto amaretto i think that might be it oh and also irish irish cream as well Ooh. and i haven't tried all of them yet but like there's just they're so you need good to. Yes. Yeah, we'll go. Yes. Oh my god, yes. That'd be so fun. There's a, yeah, a place just that so I used good. to go to sometimes uh, near my old flat. Um and it's closed down now at that location. No. So I don't mind no. doxing my old self naturally. No, <laughs> That's fine. Um <laughs> repeat past my old self, I yeah, I peeled off my skin and became a new Meg and I moved house. Oh god. Um, I was wondering what so that thing in the shower was. Jesus. <laughs> like a chrysalis. <laughs> yeah. Plugging the drains. Meg, clean your skin suit up. It's disgusting. I'm sorry. Bad housemate vibes. Leave skin suit everywhere. <laughs> Um, and they had it was called Canoops, and they had like a full wall of different types of chocolate that you could have as a milkshake or a hot chocolate. Oh my god, um, it was like I want to say like 30 different percentages and then a variety of different additives. (gasps) Wait, I remember you telling me about this crystallized ginger that they would blend up, chili, salt, caramel. Lots of different things. They have one mm-hmm. in Covered Garden now. Which oh, I've seen it on TikTok. Group trip. Yes. Um, and it is very tasty. And they also have alternative milks, which is good. Oh, I love good. I love soft milk. Away, I would simply <laughs> just die yeah, you know. of eerie exposure. <laughs> gay milk. Gay milk. Gay milk. Gay milk. Gay milk. For Pride Month. We get Fellas. For, yeah, I was going to say. With, yeah, okay, with, okay, okay. Recap. We're 10 minutes Recap. into this Gatsby podcast. So we've got a lot of content to cover. Re to the cap. What happened this chapter? The longest what chapter ever written by chapter? any person. Sure. Why is it so long? The world just doesn't like seeing a girl boss succeed. Track her down and hit her with a car. But it was a I mean a hot, hot day to start off with. It was a hot It was very realistic. Hot, as I hot, as I read this out, it was so warm mm-hmm. here as well. Yes. I was like, ah, oh, art is reflecting life. <laughs> I am art. Oh, I'm basically like, Nick right, right now. now. Then I realized Nick's annoying. I was like, I don't want to be Nick. Oh. No, you don't want to be Nick. I don't really want to be Gatsby news. this chapter either. I I want to be Jordan. Yes. Yes. Yeah, she had always. A Moisturized, um, unbothered, in her lane, wearing a white dress, covered in powder. <laughs> love her. I personally really loved Daisy's suggestion of what if we all rent out a bunch of bathrooms and had cold baths? 
Daisy's like you can just okay. rent out a bathroom. This is I fine. respect Daisy all the time. Personal favorite is that anytime anyone said any statement in this book, it was immediately replied to, whether or not it was relevant or not. It's very hot. <laughs> Wonderful. Hot, hot, hot. I was hot, asking, hot. like I was like, what's the time? It's very hot, isn't it? <laughs> yes, it's hot o'clock. Not even Ayo. what I was asking. But it honestly is a very true reflection of every time I like go up north to see my parents and like we have like a gathering and like some of my parents friends are older and you can recognize this by the fact that you will say anything to them and they will just mention the weather at you as a reply <laughs> and it's not like, it's oh i not feel old now relevant. i'll be like oh hello and i'll be like oh, how is it in london and i'll be like it's great and then they will remind me of how terrible the house prices are in london and how i could yeah. be with basically the rent that i'm paying right now be renting out a quite lovely three-bedroom semi-detached house up north you've, and I'll you've be lost like, me as to how this is relevant to yeah. the weather it is anyway, very relevant to my finances I'll be, like, the weather. <laughs> I'll be like oh so yeah it's 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 going great and they'll be like it's a lot hotter down there isn't it and i'll be like <laughs> i mean i get I guess that's degrees last week, wasn't it? Yes, it, it was. Yeah. Yeah. Unbearable. You know for London, do you check and then think of me? <laughs> if so, thanks. But what? And it's just like, and then we get onto like how much it rains in respective cities across the UK. It's oh, so man. weird. Now I'll mention like because I went to uni in Exeter, as did actually only one of the podcast. Level. Oh no. Uh, no, is that half of Only two of us today. It's only two of us oh. today. Oh! Anyway. Um, and I think Exeter is like the wettest city in the UK. No, I, I think Bristol's wetter. Wetter. I grew up Sorry. there and it is damp. <laughs> damp. It's um, them hills. Well, I they get, think yeah. that like wherever I happen to be living at that point is the dampest city in the UK. Except for London. It's... Do you bring the dampness <laughs> with you? Bring it Always with bring you. the weather with you. Am I, right? I bring the wet. <laughs> Delicious. Everywhere you go. Everywhere I go. No, oh, no. No. Not that one. Anyway, anyway. Right, so, except for London. London is the only place where, like, I am shocked by how much it doesn't rain, if that makes sense. Mm. Yeah, it... When it rains... It's like, it's just, yeah, (laughs) or it's just like general rainfall. Um, No, Meg, you weren't there. You were not there. This was when Meg Um, was away and I was in the flat by myself. And then we had three thunderstorms in one day and I actually got a bit scared because I love a thunderstorm, but not three in one day. That's excessive. (laughs) (laughs) It's just ridiculous. That's just just the weather showing off. It's like, Zeus, you good. Yeah, Zeus, chill out. I don't think Zeus is good. No. <laughs> is this good? No. I think famously, he's quite not Zeus good. Zeus is a bad boy. Ayo. Except for no, he's Hey, how do you like bad boys? Speaking, <laughs> speaking of bad boys, let me just drag one. this conversation. Yes, out. Please. Thank you, please, Annie. For the love of Christ. <laughs> we, need, we need a code you word. Help we me. need a code word to be like. I'm so sorry. I should have added live. Oh no, live derails is on the bingo. <laughs> Literals is guys. the bingo. Yeah. Didn't you well, make the bingo? So I, I made the bingo and I wasn't flattering to myself. Liv, on it. you're derailing. I can feel it derailing again. <laughs> Mutiny <Stop it>. then. <laughs> Mute me. 
maybe which I would will. derail the podcast if there were only one person ahead of you on the tracks and you could switch it. <laughs> Liv could derail the podcast me. if Liv was recording solo. If Liv was doing yeah. the, the, um, the, the ones where you read, you know that's what? the ones. You say uh, this, and then actually, I do, this is a true tale of derailment. Liv, you're derailing! I derailed my own ADHD diagnosis interview, okay? Boo! Oh, I, so I have an idea. Please. I have, I have an idea. Yes. Everyone stay completely silent while Liv gives us the synopsis. Okay. <laughs> and right. nobody else talks. Let's see what happens. I'm down. Go on, Liv. A chapter opens. It's very hot. <laughs> Nick gets a train to East Egg to have lunch with Daisy and Nick. Gatsby is also there and also Jordan. Daisy has her daughter come out and parade everyone and overall seems you know, fairly disinterested in her baby but she does love her very much. She keeps giving her cuddles and goes, and she doesn't look like her daddy, does she? And I'm like, Daisy, you have some issues. Anyway, it's too hot. So they go to the city. Um, oh, also Daisy and Gatsby have been making cow eyes at each other the whole time. Like, they're very in love. And then Tom is like, hmm, you guys are in love, aren't you? Also, white mm-hmm. supremacy. And they're like, uh, maybe. So then they go out to the city. They end up in an apartment. And they're going to have mint juleps. But then Tom completely derails and starts yelling at Gatsby. And then Daisy is watching the argument. And she kind of gets the ick for Gatsby during it, which is very embarrassing. And then she has this whole thing where Gatsby is basically like, she never loved you to Tom. And then Daisy's like, well, that's not true. Because I kind of thought you were dead. So I did love Tom for a bit. And then he cheated on me. And Tom's like, yeah, that's right. I cheated on her. And Daisy's like, that is not what you're supposed to take from that statement but okay um and then um they all have this big argument of falling out and then tom's like "Ugh, you know what gatsby i'm so unconvinced that you could cook me that you can drive my wife back to our house which is cutting to be fair and then they all get in cars gatsby and daisy get in tom's car and nick and tom get in gatsby's car which I'm sure is a metaphor for something. Oh, also, before they went out, it's been revealed that um, the nice man who re- owns that garage, I think his name is Wilson, his his girl boss of a wife, Myrtle, he finds out that she's been having an affair. So she he's locked her in the garage and is like, and we're going west tomorrow. And then she's like, just beat me, you coward, which is quite a statement, I will say. Um, then they're driving back. Daisy's driving back. Myrtle busts out of her prison and then like, crosses past with Daisy's car. Daisy mows her the frick over and then carries on driving. Uh, and then Tom drives up, sees that Myrtle's is dead, was speaking to Wilson and he's like, we're just going to say that Gatsby was driving because I'm sure Gatsby was driving. I hate that man. But also he is also like very concerned that it is his car and that the police are going to arrest him, which is kind of silly because he quite clearly wasn't driving in his car at the time of the incident because he drives up after it. But whatever. Tom's not a smart man. So they get back home and Gatsby's like, I'm just going to say I was driving. Um, Daisy wasn't in her right mind. And then Daisy and Tom eat some cold fried chicken, which like, ew. And it seems like they maybe have patched up their marriage, question mark. It's all left on a bit of a cliffhanger. And then Nick's just like, heedly, heedly, he, I'm the smartest man in the universe. And chapter ends. That was actually yeah. a really good summary. Yeah. I have one one minor thing, which is that when they hit Myrtle, it is, they're actually in their own cars again, so it's Gatsby's car. Oh, um, sorry. I thought she was driving. They swap on the, the first time, car. then they swap back. So oh, right. she, she, 
which is why uh, Tom makes sure that they know that the car he was in before, which was the, the same car that hit her, was uh-huh. not actually his car. Right, yeah. But yeah. It, it, it's all enough to say that there, there's this thing of like people think it might have been Tom, so it comes to the same thing. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just there's proof that it's not Tom because it's not his car. I see, I see, I see. Yeah, I, I got confused because they, they mentioned yellow car too many times, and I was like, Yeah, it's confusing. Yeah. around. Yeah. Thank you. They also mention Gatsby's um, pink suit multiple times. <laughs> yeah. Like, he can't <laughs> have gone to Oxford. He's wearing a pink suit. Very pink silly. suits are not necessarily Great. bad, but I think nine times like out of them. ten, they are questionable. I love a salmon suit. Yeah. In my head, it's not salmon. It's like, <laughs> the outfit hot the pink oh no wear to harry styles concert oh uh, yes in, in my fully bedazzled it has j j g for jay gatsby dazzled on the, on the butt yeah oh no on the, on the butt full juicy shirt is it a j on one butt and the g on the <laughs> yeah. other on one, on butt. one butt, yeah, yeah. he does have two butts. <laughs> um, one of them is his He's face. He's multi-directional. He's got two butts. <laughs> oh, I, oh no! That reminds me. I really liked the line where Daisy was just being a, a bit silly, and she was like, "I'll meet you on the corner. I'll be the man smoking two cigarettes." Love Daisy. She's so funny. <laughs> yeah. So good. Katie's not Daisy here to say it. Great so I have in this to. chapter. Mm-hmm. She's great. She's so My favorite fun. line is her and Jordan when when Nick walked in. They're like. We can't move. <laughs> it's too hot. It's Which, too hot. We cannot move. Not being funny. That reminded me of Graham just like walking into his flat, and then me and Katie often just lying on the sofas, going, "It's too hot. We can't move." <laughs> Graham just fetches ice creams from the shop. <laughs> go, go off you go. Go, man. <laughs> I don't believe in gender roles unless it means that Graham has to fetch something for me in Winnipeg. Yeah, right. Don't I know it? Call me a trad wife. (laughs) (laughs) Nick's response was great as well, though, because he was like, oh, I see you guys can't move. And he's like, and Mr. Thomas Buchanan, the athlete. (laughs) It's it's so funny to me. He's just like, "The, the athlete? And then Tom comes in and he's like, oh, no. The famous sportsman, Mr. Thomas Buchanan, who hates being introduced as the 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 bowls player, Who's whatever the hockey the player, hell it is he plays. Polo, 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 polo that's player. it. Yeah, polo player. It is the poshest sport. I loved Jordan being like, "Rumor has it that's Tom's fancy woman on the phone." It's so good. <laughs> and it was just Wilson. <laughs> I have to say, no yeah, one ever was. calls Myrtle a fancy woman in this book, but I think the term "fancy woman" for someone's affair partner is just so classic that I have to keep using it. Yeah. It's think, so good. You know, someone's fancy Myrtle man or someone's fancy, fancy woman. woman. I just think it's great. Mm. Yeah. It would, have been, it would have been a nice compliment to her if you were like, oh, Myrtle, you fancy, fancy woman. woman. She'd have been like, yes, I am. Yeah, Thank I'm you. I'm a fancy woman. Now help me. I've been locked, I've been locked in a room R.I.P. Myrtle, gone but not forgotten. Yeah. She ha- She was locked in her room for a yeah, while. Yeah, she, she was locked in the room presumably before they got there because she was like staring out the window. So presumably Wilson yes. had already locked her in there. Um, and then it was like, oh, yeah, she's going to stay in there until the day after tomorrow. It's like, are you feeding her? Is she okay? I hope so. <laughs> like, I hope so. Maybe that's how she got out, mm. was he went to Poor bring Myrtle. her some food. I love how Wilson has no idea what to do. He's like, my wife's having an affair, but I I like her and she's cool, so we're just going to go on holiday for a bit. I think they were moving I, away. I, I think they're moving. Yeah, I thought they were moving. They are moving. I know. I know they're moving, but... 
he's like he's he doesn't know quite how to react to it yet. Yeah. I just I, loved that he yeah. was like, she's been talking about going out west for years, and I'm like, oh god, how long has this affair with Tom been going on for? Because that was their whole thing is that they were going to divorce um, oh, their partners yeah. and move west. I didn't catch that. And I was like. Oh my gosh, how long has this been a fair been going on that she's been telling her husband that she wants to move west? Mm. That's they long. moved there. Do you think she wanted to move west before the affair or she's talking about the affair subtly when she says move west? Okay, so my theory is is that the concept of west is like this place of like splendor and glamour to Myrtle and I think mm. when Tom entered her life and he brought like you know all the riches and buying her fancy clothes and puppies and everything like that which i will say the puppy hasn't been mentioned since that chapter i'm getting very worried that dog um, is not well no he's, yeah. he's happy that, healthy and alive actually um i believe i choose to believe <laughs> i think it's become the mascot of the hotel they left it in Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, you know, it's it's one of those things where I think that she's always fantasized and idealized the West as you know because obviously I mean there is that like uh, stereotype within American culture where I think like the East Coast is seen as like dark and boring and serious and yes I am basing legally blonde on this <laughs> like my my context is for this is legally blonde um, but you know and also like you know general people saying like academics are from the east and then like the west coast is like fun and like sunny and everyone's happy yeah. there and I think that Myrtle had this idea of how her life would be when she is out west and then she meets Tom and he brings like the idea that she could have riches out there and I think that's why she is so obsessed with like the west because there her and Tom will be married and she'll yeah. have everything she ever wanted and obviously that does not happen that that whole thing you were saying about like the the east versus west is definitely reflected in the east egg and west egg with like east yes. egg yes. oh like, the uptight stuffy upper class mm -hmm, old mm -hmm. money and west egg being the fun party mm. island yes. yeah that's smart mm. i guess there's some historical stuff there too where obviously the eastern seaboard of the united states was settled first so it does have the established settlements like new york mm. and then the west through the 19th century so obviously not quite by this point is kind of done was this like open country that you could go to and make a new life for yourself mm. yeah. so I'd never, I'd never caught that East Egg West Egg parallel before, though. Though I think that's really, mm. in fact, I've not thought about this whole thing much before. I think that's really good. I didn't get it until Liv mm. said it. So, yeah, <laughs> teamwork. <laughs> teamwork with the dream work. We didn't actually quite do like a recap. Oh no, wait, no, wait, wait, wait. Um, we, did we did a whole recap. We did a whole recap. No, but I mean, like, I was there. But what I mean is, like, um. This chapter is kind of split into like multiple different weird little parts. Mm. I think it could be two chapters, and I'm well, saying yeah, that someone had to record it. It's like so like disjointed that it's like mm. obviously in the recap, I kind of tried to make it flow together as much as possible. But when you're reading it, it's I mean it's the same issue that we have throughout this whole entire book where Nick is just jumping all over the place and he'll be like yeah. deep thoughts from the mind of nick oh and also <laughs> this chronological thing happened i'm like just, what is going yeah. on and it's so weird because it's like he keeps having these deep thoughts and then suddenly it's like oh and also uh, a train conductor sweated on my ticket like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. also yeah when, when that happened why did he start going on about like oh nobody cares if if this man has a girlfriend <laughs> like where did that come from <laughs> <laughs> he's like this sweaty man he might kiss someone today and i'm like 
Maybe he will, Nick. What are you talking about? And then Nick is projecting so he, hard. He is also yes. rather preoccupied on the bosoms of Daisy and George in this yeah. um, this this mm. chapter. I know we've said that Nick is gay before, but I think he might just be bi because he's very much like it's hot and sticky and look at these powdered women and I'm like okay Nick calm, yeah. d- calm it down he's weird about it though isn't yeah. he because he I feel is like very for weird Jordan about it. it's like this is the obvious choice of uh, a really cool woman who mm-hmm. is friends with me already and then Daisy is just I suppose kind of she kind of occasionally throws herself at him as like a, a funny bit <laughs> I hope it's a bit. And, and it's also his cousin. Yeah. yeah, that's what I mean. That's why, which for some reason, I assume she thinks that makes it funny. I uh, think that she not does. Not just weird. I think with Daisy, I think her flirtation with Tom is more about wanting to be desired than actually mm. fancying him. I think I mean, it's more Nick. like... Yeah, sorry. Not with Tom, sorry. I mean with Nick. Sorry. <laughs> oh, God. The men's names. Um, okay. With Nick, I think all very like names. she's flirting yeah, with him jokingly. Boy. I think one because he's her cousin, but two because like I'm not being funny, but I do believe that everyone else sees Nick as this very stuffy, buttoned-up kind of guy. Yeah, and I think that's why she's I flirting mean, with him. Like she perceives yeah. him to be not to use a colloquial term, but maidenless. So she's like, <laughs> that's why she's making fun of him. Why she's like, oh. Like, I'm going to get you and Jordan married. I'm going to lock you in a closet. Ooh, don't you want to kiss me, Nick? I think she's just making fun of him for being a massive virgin. Based on the time, based on everything that Nick said, I mean, obviously minus the stint he had with that man, but God knows Nick wouldn't consider that to be actual sex. Um, right? I don't think that Nick has had penetrative... <laughs> P and V sex. I don't know how graphic I can get on this podcast. I mean, he, he um, had that illicit affair with the woman back home who he was meant to be getting married true. to. Okay, but honestly, but they, how illicit were, like, do we think engaged, the affair though. was? Do we think they I held think that hands? was above board. I think that's why yeah. because it was all sort of like a scripted above board thing. Oh, so I like, never thought that they were that close. He's kissed Jordan. He did wake up with no with some underpants on, but no underpants. There was a no underpants situation with that guy. At the risk of being graphic, I think it was implied that there might have been like oral sex involved yeah. in that encounter, but nothing penetrative. This is what I think is that I think that Nick is solely like, and I've not been married, so I've definitely not had sex yet. Which, like, fair enough, bro, if that's what you want to believe. But um, I will say, in my own personal opinion, I don't think that sex has to be apprentice to count as sex. Sex can be anything you want. Anyway, um, I mean, within reason, like, don't call hand-holding sex. That would be a bit much. I'm not thinking anyone is doing that. I'm Very funny. Covering my base. That would be quite funny. I'm just covering my bases here. The Star but- Trek fandom. There's a, there's, a, there's a Twitter discourse about it somewhere. Star Trek oh, fandom considers it sex. I <laughs> Okay, and I don't mean that in the, like, Star Trek fans and, oh, like, virgin nerds or whatever. I mean that, I mean, oh that's God, just no, you mean in terms of, like, literally, I'm pretty sure. Vulcan, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Vulcan culture. And, and it's, it's just roasting the Star Trek I fans. I like, like Star Trek. Star Trek fans consider hand-holding sex because they've never had sex before. <laughs> Star Trek fans are... No, it's literally, it's literally Vulcan culture, yeah. guys. Vulcan Calm down. Culture. How will you say... Will you hold hands with me in Vulcan? Just asking for a friend. What's um, like you, <laughs> you become Spock. What's like to live deliciously? <laughs> no, you become Spock and you stick your hands straight out. Sorry. Anyway, to reel it back to what I was... To reel it back, I think Please. in terms of like society and how everyone views Nick, he 
isn't like he's technically engaged to a woman back home he hasn't told anyone that he's engaged he's kind of having you know he's kind of going a bit with jordan but they just kind of kiss mostly and obviously there's the thing with the guy but people wouldn't know about that so i think in general mm. to daisy she sees nick as like very sexless mm. she's like she's the one having the affair she's the one that's married she's like well nick's not got a girlfriend or whatever and that's why she makes jokes about like locking him in closets with jordan and like kissing and being like Oh, the irony. You want me, don't you, Nick? And I think it's kind of being like, oh, Nick, you don't have any girlfriends. You'd even have your cousin as a girlfriend, wouldn't you, you <laughs> sick freak? <laughs> <laughs> you sick freak. What? Anyway, I'm, I'm, I don't think it's malicious, though. That makes it sound like I think that Daisy is like actively being horrible to Nick when she says this thing. I don't think I she think is. I think she thinks it's a fun little bit of fun. Yeah. <laughs> I, I do but, have a um, um, another question to do with people having affairs and such. Um, yes, not no. not yes. for the group, but in plot. Uh, <laughs> but good, thank you. <laughs> I would like to reveal their secrets. No. Um, well, uh, so <laughs> no. <laughs> um, yeah, when Daisy's like when they're having the massive argument and everything, and Daisy says to Nick, uh, "Do you want to know why we had to leave Chicago?" I want to know. I, it was the affair, wasn't it? It was an affair, but like, if it was, if he's had loads of affairs and everyone knows about worse. it, it has to be something mm. bad enough that they would have to move away. I think he got a woman mm. pregnant. Yes, that makes maybe. Sense. Um, yeah. yeah, I. I was thinking either yes. the girl was very young and then caused a scene by being like, "But you said you were," or she oh, um, got pregnant. Like, I have to assume it was either, mm. or potentially it could have been with someone who is, like, working class. Mm. Like, because we know that he has a habit of, we, we know that he has a, yes. a habit of banging boots with maids, but um, we just <laughs> banging, <laughs> banging boots, banging boots um, with maids, so potentially it may, and also with Myrtle, oh my god, does he have a preference towards, like, Quote, unquote, women that women. he can control. Yeah, yes. well, yeah but you know what I well, mean. Like, it yeah. feels like it's specifically to do with poor like women. And but to be fair, it has been women. But I would say probably it was a young girl potentially. And I also I agree it could have been a pregnancy but... thing. Yeah. Or um, she could have just mm. you know told everyone that her and Tom Buchanan are going steady, and it could have like circled through you know the social. No, circle. she was married. They were married by that point. No, but that's they what got I mean. Married in Chicago. I know so they got married in Chicago, but oh, the girl that he was having an affair. No, so what? the what I mean by going steady. What, what I mean is, oh, I see. I thought you meant the the, the affair no, no, no. told them they were going steady. Oh, oh I no, I mean like okay, the girl, okay. like the the no, the girl that he did have an affair with was like, no, me and Tom Buchanan are together, and we're going to get married. Oh, and I, he would have okay. told people that, and then obviously yeah. that would go through yeah, all yeah. of their social circles, and they would have been like. Ugh. Tom Buchanan having an affair with a working girl. (laughs) You know, I mean, like they would like the fact that the affair was happening is like less scandalous than the affair happening with someone that's like of a lower class than he is. Mm. I feel like in a sense, the lower class thing makes it less scandalous though, because Mm. to be honest, that most of the people Tom mixes with wouldn't consider her important enough to actually think of it as a scandal mm. they'd be like oh tom's got a bit on the side yeah. but they wouldn't mind whereas if it was someone's wife who was important and who was actually like a, a higher class person and again 
I, I think the pregnancy thing could be validated too, then it would be actually a scandal. I actually disagree. I think the point of having affairs with people in the like lower classes is that they will be discreet. I think an like an actual like I think the point is that if someone was to pick up a fuss about it and maybe make a point of the fact that they've had an affair, I think that would be more embarrassing. Because if it's with your like business partner or whatever, his wife, like you can cover that up with the right amount of money. Like I feel like it's mm. like the point of it is not that it's like I think the overall difference is how like quote unquote embarrassing it is for like upper class how people. How visible it is. How visible and how embarrassing. So mm. actually, Eddie, I do think you're right, and I think that there was definitely pregnancy involved because that yeah. is very visible, very like mm. embarrassing. I don't mean that in like a like a pregnancy is embarrassing kind of way. I mean like embarrassing in terms of like Tom's reputation. It's obvious, right? Yeah, it's obvious. Yeah. Like if a woman mm. shows up and she's nine pregnant and she says this is your baby, like mm-hmm. especially and yeah. honestly to be fair, especially if he's like caused that girl to like fall from society, whatever. Like if you're a young girl in the nineteen twenties and you're like working class, you kinda have to be a virgin to be able to get married. Like that's Yeah. Sad, like, you know, I mean, if you historically speaking, being a virgin was less important the less higher class you were. True, but hmm. I mean, if you already have a baby, like that, yeah, that's suddenly obvious. I think, yeah, yeah, you're true. You're not right like, okay, sorry, I, think, I don't uh, mean a virgin. I mean, you can have sex, children. but if you have a child, suddenly you're attached. Yeah. Yes, well, also, you can I have wonder sex, as well. You're not supposed to tell people you have sex. Mm. Yeah, exactly. Like hush, speaking hush about being obvious about things and knowing tom's track record from chapter i think is it three mm-hmm. i wonder if also there might have been a, an example of domestic abuse that went too mm-hmm. far because we know he mm-hmm. will be abusive with his partners as we see with myrtle in that mm-hmm. chapter uh the one where they go to town for the first time with nick um, yes so perhaps maybe he took that too far and that became public uh, it could be a combination or either of these things, but I think you're right in a sense that it would have to be something visible. Yeah, I, I think mm. it could also be to do with like gossip and stuff because it's kind of reflected in the beginning of the chapter when Gatsby replaces his entire staff with people specifically who won't gossip mm. and never go into town mm. because Daisy comes around in the afternoons. Yeah. So yeah, maybe it is just like it got a bit too public. Um, people were talking about it on a semi-related note we also hear that Gatsby is starting out on a different illegal scheme Mm. Um, he meant in this chapter that he's involved in something again with with Bull's time Um, we don't know what something else Mm. that he's just started doing uh, which we may or may not get any more detail on later we may not not get that Mm. far we've not got many chapters left but he's obviously Outside of his whole affair with Daisy, he does still continue his own interests. Schemes. I I did enjoy in this chapter when um, we're all in Tom and Daisy's house and and Daisy's daughter came in and she was very, very clearly being like, I'm going to introduce my daughter to Gatsby and hope that they get on because one day mm-hmm. I want to take her with me when we live together so I hope they like each other so and very specifically Gatsby's saying like, uh... yeah, very specifically being like oh she doesn't look like Tom it's fine he, she looks like me so nobody will think that 
this isn't your She's daughter. Not your baby. <laughs> Doesn't she say something like, "Oh, aren't my friends pretty as yeah, well?" But, like, but looking like, at Gatsby, yeah, like, validate my choices, Gatsby. child. Like, do you like mummy's friends? <laughs> looking at Gatsby. <laughs> I am looking. <laughs> it's not a pressure to put on it. I love a the baby, tiny, tiny, and then the baby's just like, yeah. I got dressed before lunch, and she's like, I know, yeah. baby, because I went to you off. So she like, also she calls the baby um, the blessed precious, which I, love I read her. in a golem voice in my mind, which was very. <laughs> I love the baby because uh, she's just like <laughs> correct. And baby has mummy's curls and mummy's face. But your precious baby love you very much. And the baby's just like, mm-hmm, I'm a toddler. Give sweets now, please. Mm. Thank you. Hello. <laughs> the toddler's just like, I am a precious baby. I am precious Thank baby. You know it. It's very <laughs> fair. The, the nanny clearly loves the baby too, which is very cute. Yeah. The baby's going around like, I am the one ring to rule them all. You know it. I know it. <laughs> I wasn't expecting her to be like a toddler. Like when she was first mentioned in like chapter one or two or whatever, and they're like, oh, you should mm. meet the baby. I thought it was like, oh, this baby's like six months old. And mm-hmm. it was like, no, she she talks and she walks. <laughs> she must be like three yeah that is a bit in the first chapter all back where nick is basically like babies what do they do (laughs) good question and walks and talks right oh yeah (laughs) that's what he says she walks and walks and (laughs) daisy's like yes and he's like "Mm." yeah she does all those things babies she definitely does all those things (laughs) yes Yes, she does. Like, she does. This is well done. Showing yeah, a baby cousin who, sweet baby boy, cannot walk or talk yet, is only a very few months old. And I'll be like, look, look at this baby. And everyone's like, this is the same picture of the baby that you showed me last week. Why does your cousin send weekly updates on the baby? The baby is now cute. Baby is chubby now. <laughs> <gasps> Wait, oh my God. How dare you? <laughs> me. I'm gonna say it. Okay, I, I think this is. I don't know. Some people think all babies are cute. I Most do. Ninety percent of babies no! are not cute. Second it. <laughs> For yeah, like at least sorry. the first couple months, they're just a weird looking guy. <laughs> just, uh, some <laughs> just a weird looking oh, dude. Just some dude that's appeared. You know, like. Stop <laughs> saying this about my sweet baby cousin. <laughs> Your cousin's cute now. Your cousin is some guy. Just babies in general. Yeah. Your cousin's your cousin is Colin Robinson. Yeah. <laughs> oh <laughs> no! <laughs> Not Colin Robinson. <laughs> so mean. He's chubby now. Well, he's chubbing up. Like Colin Robinson. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> We're gonna have words. Nothing is later. more scarring than the promotional images of Colin Robinson from what we do in the shadows. Mm. Oh, I hate them. Why does, oh, no. why does he look like that? I'll wait for the new season, though. Oh, God, I no, neither. Wait. Renew for two seasons. Anyway, yes. the book <laughs> The Great Gatsby, written in 1920 1922 something. it was first published. <laughs> Thank you. There we go. Um, my, I like the quote from this oh. chapter where Gatsby has what's almost quite a good realisation. The first time he has a, a good thought ever. And he's talking about Daisy, and he says, they're trying to work out what's special about Daisy. And he's like, her voice is full of money. Yeah. And it's true. And he's right. He is right. She's she's lived right. this very charmed life. But also, she's not. I think he, he misses the, the nuance of she's also had quite a tough time sometimes. Um, yes, she's very privileged. She's very rich, etc. But also, she has had to go along with people like Tom in her life. 
So mm. he thinks that because he's come from not having money that she's had it easy the whole time. I think and Daisy would disagree. Well. She's had some things yeah. easy and some things worse because she's had money. Mm. Mm. Yeah. yeah, definitely. An insightful point. Good lord. In this right, podcast. let's start talking about Myrtle's tits. <laughs> Now, no, no, okay, we can do that. Just the one tit, actually. It's just the one tit. Why is it so loose? Loose women, Emma. (laughs) Sometimes tits are just a little bit floppy. And you know what, Graham? It's beautiful. All tits are beautiful. I think she might need some surgery just to reattach Graham, I would like to see you get hit by a car and not lose your tits. (laughs) Yeah, Graham, I'd like to see your tit after being hit by a car. I think... I would at least be able to keep it close to my chest, you know? Like, <laughs> hey! hey oh. <laughs> I feel sorry for Myrtle, though. Because um, she's dead. <laughs> not just she because she's car, dead, but yeah. generally, uh, obviously because she has been hit by a car, yes, fine. She was locked me on in the a room spot for, here. for a day, like, and then when she escaped, she was hit by a car. Well, you were the one who started it with, I feel kind of sorry for her. And I'm like, yeah, so does everyone. Meg's like, Greg, do you or do you not support car crash victims? <laughs> <laughs> I can't believe that Graham has committed vehicular manslaughter. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> it's Graham and Taylor Swift. <laughs> That's what my latest For album's about. Reasons, yeah. That is a joke. <laughs> <laughs> my songs with Harry Styles, they're all about the vehicular manslaughter. Look it up. <laughs> now. <laughs> That's a fun Google search for whoever's listening and did not know what we were talking about there. Like, what a rabbit yeah. hole someone is going to go down. <laughs> anyway, back to Myrtle. <laughs> I just, I feel sorry for her because she clearly came out trying to escape the fact that her husband has locked her in a room. Yeah. Um, yeah. And the fact that she thought she was running to Tom. Yes. Yeah. Oh, I know. And Tom is visibly upset by it, but like, I I feel no sympathy for Tom. Okay. Um, I don't know if we're supposed to feel a little bit of sympathy for him. I can't, personally. I think, yeah, I think no. maybe it was meant to be a bit of a humanising moment or something. It I does guess... show that he cares about her, but yeah. shame he's not a yeah. human, and he is in fact just a horrid, <laughs> horrid little slime he's the man. Worst. Yeah, I also think she was maybe running for an escape more than to Tom. Like she knew that it, through her entire life, Tom has been like an escape for her. Right, it's been her yes. way out, and Thomas treated her awfully. I think we yeah. we have seen that, but now that uh, her husband is also started to treat her badly too and she realizes mm. that she needs to get out as soon as possible she does try and run to tom and yeah. then the fact that tom is more concerned with his own shenanigans and his wife and all that kind yeah, of stuff just the, gets the her killed that, basically the fact that it wasn't tom she was running to it was tom's wife and her lover <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah and that's what killed her it's a metaphor it is oh my god oh my god like, I, I wouldn't go so far as to necessarily say that Myrtle is completely innocent as a person, but I think in the narrative that we, we are following, she is an innocent, right? Yeah. Like, she didn't need to be yeah. as wrapped up in everyone else's mess as yeah. she became. She should have just been having her own affair and not everyone else's. I feel sorry for her. I also feel a bit sorry for her husband, just because he seems very clueless. Um yeah. He's also being pulled along by Tom mostly. Um, yeah, but he he does. He, so he, yeah, he, he treats her badly too. Yeah. I think he 
it's implied that up until this point he's never treated her that badly, but then he doesn't usually yeah. lock her in a room for a couple days, which is not good. Yeah. 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 It is kind of implied throughout that he's just a bit yeah. passive, mm-hmm. and that it's not that he treats her badly, it's just that he doesn't really treat mm-hmm. her yeah. at all. Um, and that's why she's essentially been having not even a secret affair, like it's not subtle and open affair yeah. under his nose and he frankly just he, either yeah. he knows and he, but he doesn't care, know i think it's but i don't think he, he does, doesn't yeah. know no. and it's just the fact that he's just never really paid enough attention to her to realize that she's doing something mm. so very blatant yeah. that anyone could pick up in fact everyone does everyone apart up. from everyone him knows, knows right? that tom's having an affair yeah. Mm. Everyone knows that Tom and Martel are having an affair apart from mm. Wilson, because Wilson, quite frankly, does not pay enough attention to Martel. I'd love to go on. I was going to say, yeah, like the the entire time, like Myrtle's mentioned, it's always like, oh, she's got this incredible like life within her, and she's so mm. lively and and you know everything. And every single time, it's juxtaposed to Wilson, who just seems so like gormless and like mm. not not even really with it in terms of like following a conversation he's in yeah and he seems like this she's basically married to a lamp who owns a building not even a sexy <laughs> yeah. lamp either like not a sexy lamp no <laughs> not even one of those lamps with legs yeah and right <laughs> i would like to see uh, i think a version of gatsby wait. which actually does do some more service to the the non rich characters like the two Wilsons, I think. I I will say the version that I have been writing with my friend, we make Wilson way more of a character. Mm. Um, I think both of yeah. them deserve just to have a bit of a chance. So if you're yeah. doing that, that would be really mm, good. It, definitely bringing like um the Mr. Wilson, except he got we got confused. We called him Colin because we thought he didn't have a name, and then we found out he did have a name, and we were like, "Well, we've called him Colin now, and we can't change it." Um, he's Colin. He's fine. Colin forever. He's yeah, way more of a character. We're trying to. We're still in the script writing phase, bringing Myrtle into it more as well, um, mm. hoping to Ooh. get that. But yeah, just also just making Nick a person as well. Yeah, <laughs> giving like any agency. He does need a hand yeah. with that. He doesn't um, have much. We'll, I, we'll see when that happens, but we're trying to make it like a bit more. I feel less, like a bit more less, you know. <laughs> yeah, I know what you mean. I feel like the book suffers from trying to sort of. It's trying to show you how, in a sense, almost depraved these very rich people's lifestyles are, but it doesn't give you a proper comparison because your comparison is to Nick, who is also still he's the perspective character and he's a bit more passive and he's a bit sort of slightly less rich and privileged but he's still just kind of riding the high in the same way the rest of them are and then you just have these very peripheral characters mm-hmm. who don't get a chance to actually do much yeah and yeah i mean nick's nick's dad is paying his rent still yeah. so yeah i just i feel like it 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 works fine as an investigation, the book, I mean, of uh, rich person culture in the 1920s, you know, mm-hmm. but I think it is missing, mm. and perhaps this is to do with the author's life experience slash yeah. viewpoint. It is missing the obvious comparison point. Yeah. Yeah. I definitely agree with that one. Mm. 
Let's, uh, although Nick is, I know we've said it a million times, but Nick is just so annoying. <laughs> well, don't worry. In my version, we make like, him more annoying. Good. Capitalize on that. Oh, great. <laughs> great. Um, I, to be fair, I, I feel like making him deliberately more annoying would actually help. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's not sure, you're not sure reading it whether you want to think he's deliberately supposed to be the worst or not, right? Mm. Because he has yeah, such, exactly. like, I'm the main character vibes that you think yeah. sometimes he has been written to be the main character. Uh, even though mm -hmm. he's functionally not very interesting. Yeah, we're very much leading into the, like, the angle of Nick is a massive hypocrite. I mean, he, I would agree, yeah. Annie, just before we possibly skate on from this, do you want a chance to quickly describe to the people listening what, what it is you're writing? I don't know if it's come up properly before. Um, I, I've purposely not brought it up before because otherwise I would have just kept bringing it up and I didn't want to be that guy. <laughs> um, <laughs> so, yeah, so me and my friend Shuri, who may or may not be listening to this. Hi, Shuri. Hi. Um, <laughs> Hi, Shuri. We've, Hello. We've, we've been working on... <laughs> Hello. Um, originally, it was going to be uh, a kind of web series, like video, and now we're, we've changed our mind. We're adapting it into a podcast. Um, it's a modern mm -hmm. adaptation of the great gatsby where instead of it being about like the jazz age it's more looking at um social media so it's kind of instead of new money and old money it's more looking at whether people who are like i guess social media famous could be considered the same as like actual celeb i'm doing air quotes on everything um actual celebrities um and and that kind of thing and so like the the green light is the online symbol oh. um, and it's like yeah Gatsby Ooh. has been pining after Daisy but can't bring himself to message her but it sounds like it's be it's way better than that like trust me it's good <laughs> um, wait wait so yeah. your, your east egg west egg sort of old money new money thing is that the traditional celebrity versus the online celebrity sort? Um, kind of in our version it's like two different universities oh, okay one of which is like a, a oh. like a, a fancy like private academy type thing, and the other <laughs> one is just like this is a university. Sure. Um, and yeah, they they ha we don't delve into that aspect of it that much because it doesn't come up in the book that much, apart from like metaphorically. Mm. Um, but mm. it is yeah, basically everything takes place over this um fictional social media account that. Nick is creating like audio diaries through. Okay, um, that's pretty fun. Yeah, and he's kind of like uh, secretly recording conversations he has with people and that kind of thing. Yeah, oh dear. <laughs> and that comes up. Yeah, people find out. Oh dear, he's that kind yeah. of person. Um, so yeah, we're we're in the process of editing the first draft of scripts at the moment. Nice. So, Exciting. yeah, probably won't be out for a while Exciting. yet, but we're working on it. And if anyone has any suggestions of what to name it, then please. Yeah, and I'm sure we can yeah. signpost it uh, either if we're still doing the podcast uh, on Gatsby. Even if we're not on the Gatsby, actually, at that point, we will point yes. it out to you guys when it appears. Yes, yes the extended podcast exactly. universe <laughs> of us. <laughs> Everyone gets a cameo. <laughs> I mean, maybe. Who knows? Yeah. <laughs> I will be auditioning for it, just so you know. Oh, good. I will also be oh, auditioning yeah. for it. I'll just turn Actually, up. Oh, <laughs> I had a big day. I, I submitted two voice acting auditions today. Ooh. Yes, congratulations. Get... 
neither. I, I have no okay. hope. I don't get cast in. Positivity. <laughs> don't worry. As soon as I start I've been casting two things. I've been casting two things. I've been casting two things so far, and one of them, I didn't even know the person that wrote it. So mm. go me. That's a win. Yeah. There you go. So you have been cast. That is a win. It's called Mission Cosmonaut. It's on Spotify if Ooh. you want to check it out. Check it out. Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm only like Funny. I'm only a part character in it, so I'm only in like the first two episodes, I think. But, but you're a mechanic. I am a mechanic. I'm an cool. alien mechanic, and it's really cool. Amazing. It's pretty cool. <laughs> oh, very good. Yeah, I'm the um, exposition character, so I get to explain alien biology to this kid. It's an important job. Yeah. Someone's got to do it. Ooh, yes, very important. Yeah. Yes. Hell of a job. Does anyone have any more chapter seven? items they'd like to discuss before we finish up for today. Ooh, let me just check my highlights because I do highlight things as I go through. I have one more thing I would like to raise, and that is Nick uh, essentially doing the 3090 song where he goes oh, yeah. about him yeah. being yeah. Yes. Except in my brain, it was 30 by oh, okay. yeah, both <laughs> good. Like, yeah. My stupid friends are having stupid they children. They are having stupid children, but the children are cute. Yeah. Now I'm turning 30. No. no, no. I feel like that's more thematically appropriate. You're right. To be honest, you're right. I don't think um, Nick has the artistic talent so... to be thirty ninety. But then he held hands Ooh. with a girl and felt better. Yeah. Yeah. Honestly, yeah. understandable. <laughs> oh. <laughs> My one point is that Tom gets really angry during the fight, and then Daisy's like, "Can you control yourself, please?" And he's like. Control myself? You guys have been having an affair. Next thing you know, black and white people will be able to get married. And everyone's yeah. like, Tom, what it's the heck? It's not a sequitur. It also is just like, wow, it's really showing your segue. hand, like, Tommy boy, you little creep. Also, like, it's so out of the blue and so completely random that it's like, wow. Tom really seethes on this just it's in on private his brain. constantly. It's on his mind. To the point that yeah. I'm like, okay, mm. so in, you know, the modern times, Tom would be a massive InfoWars fan. Yeah. Right? Tom mm. loves oh. them podcasts. Yeah. He loves Ben Shapiro. Yeah. Ben Shapiro. Like, I just, you oh. can't slippery Big Joe slope Rogan, that That's hard right. and then be like, ooh. Like, my wife having an affair, next thing you know, People want to marry dogs. Like he's a, he, he would be, in the modern day. He'd be one of those. I can't remember what it's called. Uh, not white replacement, but the idea that uh, oh, the great replacement theory. The yeah, great replacement. Yeah, he would. He's one of those. He'd have a bio full like, of anti-Semitic dog yeah. whistles. If we let gay people yeah. get married. People What's will want next? to marry animals. Yeah, Ooh. which is what I was referencing. I don't want to it to be misconstrued that I was comparing interracial marriage to bestiality that is not what I was intending to do at all. I think we all agree um, that you're yes, you whole, like, slippery you're slippery slippery I just need to I just want to stupid. make it absolutely sure, like yeah. absolutely clear that that's not what I was saying. But yeah. Slippery slope fallacy mm -hmm. people make me laugh because um they've started on drag at the moment and I myself am oh, a drag artist God. and I think it's aboundingly stupid because here's the thing while i'd love it if everyone in the world was forced to come to my drag performances they really are not I so know. yeah you're not forced <laughs> to come <laughs> this is so rude um you have agency graham you have you're agency. not me you're forced to go true. there and like yeah we can argue about the appropriateness of kids tipping drag performance but if like 
If you're a drag performer and you're performing at a daytime event, I can absolutely guarantee you that nothing untoward was happening at those And there will have been safeguarding measures in place, obviously. Exactly. Like any event. Yeah, every single drag event that I've been to yeah. so far has been 18 plus and it's been held in a place where minors wouldn't be allowed to be, to be anywhere, like a bar or a club. Mm. And like, it's just, I don't know, it's wild to me because it's so clearly that clear to me that anyone that is like fighting against drag, it just has never been to a drag event before because like, uh, it, it, like firstly, it's just an art form, calm the frick down. What's next? Mm-hmm. Are you going to like put a little sensor bar on Michelangelo's David, because oh no, what if a kid says his penis? Which, I mean, by the they, way, kids see that every single they, day. They did chisel that the is penis off the tattoos. They did do that. They they yeah, they, did they did kill did Jesus. They did do that. <laughs> Catholics. Okay, you know what? Fine, but I just mean like in general, David is considered to be like a work of art, and like you tell kids off mm. sniggering at naked statues. So like, David's got a good butt. A drag queen is wearing. Right. Like, I've they seen have views, so you can see the butt. I've seen the amount of padding oh. that these drag queens put on. It's truly incredible. Yeah. You wouldn't be able to see anything. It is all tucked away, padded over, covered in several layers of tights. You're not seeing anything in the first place. And also the point um, is that it's all, like, there is artifice. That is the Yeah, point, and right? also if you're wearing anything skimpy as drag performer, which to be fair, some people do, um, it's at an adult-only event because actually, surprise, surprise, Dragon performers don't want kids to see them like partially naked. Mm-hmm. And also, if yeah. you're really not worried about your kids seeing like partially naked strangers, then I really hope that you never take them to a pool, the beach, <laughs> anywhere where people wear bikinis. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Sorry, I've completely derailed here. It's just something that's been really irritating me this week because I think it's like so much like shock tactic-y crap essentially where they really want to make it seem like it's something it's very inappropriate something, for children it? yeah. it's what can we mm-hmm. make a, a, an article out of what can we make the next culture war it's about just another moral panic yeah. i mean they they moral panic they do yeah it's true so british turf like, yeah. denouncing drag as the most horrendous art form in the world that clearly only pedos do i really hope you and your kids have never been to a pantomime yeah, before seriously i guess yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah it always yeah. has been and it always will also like the worst form of art when instagram poetry oh, is no. right here <laughs> <laughs> i'm tempted to set you all a homework of composing an instagram poetry for each character in this oh book. oh let me take out my old tumblr <laughs> making a note to include would in have instagram poetry i think <laughs> i feel like nick would make them the worst but the instagram poetry out of all of them mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, He'd look Daisy's down on would be else's. like, it would seem superficial, but it'd be kind of fun. Hmm. Tom wouldn't do it. He'd Jordan... just say some, some stuff that would be racist. Jordan would repost someone else's and take yeah. credit for it. Jordan, I don't think posts. I things. feel, I feel like Jordan would repost something from the um, Milk and Vine <laughs> parody <laughs> book specifically because <laughs> she she would see it in Waterstones and be like, hmm. Yes. To be fair, Mortified does have Jordan vibes because, you know, they did steal all of those things and never gave anyone credit for it. Just like Jordan yeah, cheats. Yeah, so. true. There we go. And with that Jordan slander. <laughs> Sorry, Jordan. We love Jordan. We love Thank you, Jordan. My favourite okay, character. I can't believe I'm letting you end it here. <laughs> we will end the episode for today, I think. Thank you, everybody. Mm-hmm. This, this bi-weekly this meeting of the Jordan fan club is now over. Now concludes, <laughs> I have been your host, Graham. You I've don't have to do it in order. Host. 
Like, we've also been there. Yeah. Hi. We exist. Yeah. My other, 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 other. I think that's the right amount of hosts. Also say goodbye. Bye. 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 Fantastic. <laughs>